Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening. Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of Woken Baked. Today, my guest is not a guy that does a lot of speaking, so you might want to have to turn it up when he speaks or keep it at a level volume. Whatever, it's up to you. You figure it out. It's your headset or it's your car stereo or, or it's your whatever it is you are listening to this on. By the way, thank you very much for listening to this. I greatly appreciate it. My guest today is Steel Malone Mahoney. I don't know, whatever it is, it's steel. If you are from the Kenai Peninsula and you lift weights, then you probably know steel. If you just live on the Kenai Peninsula, you probably know steel. You've seen him around. He's a giant. He's hard to miss. He's six foot something or other, and he used to weigh 500 pounds. He's taken off well over 100 pounds through powerlifting with the help of Brandon Miller at Iron Asylum Gym. One of our sponsors, by the way. It's not a coinkadink. It is all planned. And the reason that I brought him in is because I think that it's um, it's important that I talk to him because he's someone that I've known for quite a few years. And I remember when he was 500 pounds and he was an asshole and he was miserable. And now he's not any of those things. I mean, he's not fat. He's not an asshole and he's not miserable by the way if you're fat that's fine but he's not miserable and he's not an asshole and he's not trying to keep people out of his life for fear of whatever um he's uh he's a kind open generous caring person and he was able to get that out of him through powerlifting so uh, it is really like it's something that is for everyone you know not just not just powerlifting but really like health and fitness it's there's a lane for you to dive into and help figure out who you are to become the best possible you that you want to be and there's certainly a lane in health and fitness for that if you are interested in those things iron asylum on uh, on k beach is uh, is there for you so uh, later on, and when I say later on, I mean as soon as humanly freaking possible, I'm going to get someone from the anti-annexation crew to come onto the podcast and talk about why the city of Soldatna should not uh, take over the K-Beach area, which by the way, if you live on the Kenai Peninsula, that is something that is happening. The city of Soldatna is attempting to annex uh, large portions of uh K Beach Road, as well as swaths of Ridgeway, Alaska, without actually uh, providing them with any services, just trying to make a land grab uh, for tax money, which is pretty shitty. And if someone from the um, the uh, city of Soldatna would like to come on and talk about why they are doing this, I'd love to have them on. I would love to hear their justification. Uh, for this land grab without a vote of the people. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, then you will be fully aware that we've had Kenai Peninsula Borough Mayor Charlie Pierce on to discuss this topic. He is not a fan of annexation without a vote of the people. And if you are one of the fine folks like myself who did go to the uh, meeting with the fine folks from the city council, um, no one, I mean, there was a dude who was pro-annexation, but by and large, Everyone else was anti-annexation by the city of Soldatna. It's going to raise taxes for people uh, who live outside of the city who made the decision to open their businesses outside of the city while not receiving any services. The people that live in the areas that would be annexed would not be receiving any services like city water. Most of these folks have wells anyway, so they don't want city water, and that's why they decided to live where they're going to live. Or where they live. So hopefully we'll have someone uh, from uh, the pro and con side of annexation as soon as humanly possible. Because it affects not just one, but two of our sponsors. Who's the other sponsor, you may ask? Our newest sponsor, for the record, the Schnitzel Bomber, also located on KB Road, on the corner of KB Road and Poppy. Uh, You drive up, you give them your order, they give you your food, you go home or go wherever it is you're going to go, and you enjoy that food because that's what they do. They make enjoyable food. Try the bread pudding. Tell them you uh, you heard about them on the podcast, and maybe they'll show you some extra love. Who knows? I'm not them, and I don't work on their business plan. That being said, they make damn good food, and they have a sandwich named after me, and I think that's awesome because that's what I'm into. If you've got a sandwich named after me, I'm grateful. And the Schnitzel Bomber, I am grateful for you and your support. All right, 5150 Vapes located on the uh, uh, in the city of Soldatna, downtown, across the street from the uh, the park, 
from Sold Out in a City Park. If you are into vapes, if you are looking for nicotine-flavored vape juice, they are a place you can go for those things. And by the way, this is also going to tie us into the next sponsor mentioned, Red Run, but I'm going to keep it on 5150 Vapes uh, for right now. Some of you have been uh, reading in are reading online about some of uh, the recent injuries that uh, people have had due to uh, vapes and e-cigarettes. A lot of that, if you do any research into it and don't just take the first uh, clickbait page that, that you see, you'll see that what, it, what that seems to be coming from is uh, black market uh, THC and nicotine vapes. So like shit that people are making at home and then selling it as legit. There are a lot of things that go wrong when you have um, prohibition in place for any substance. Uh, it means that there is no regulation. That means that people have no way necessarily of knowing what's going into their body. Uh, we have seen this recently with the arrest of rapper Mac Miller's drug dealer. Uh, prohibition doesn't doesn't work and it doesn't help anyone because all it does is, is it forces people to go buy shit um, from people who may or may not have any idea what they themselves are actually selling. So, I guess the question you've got to ask yourself is how much do you trust your drug dealer? If someone is selling you vape cartridges on the street, um, don't buy them. That's, that's my advice. Um, you wouldn't buy a black market sandwich on the street. If some dude came up to you and said, hey, I've got a really dope sandwich that I can't sell in stores, but I'll sell it to you at a discount, you probably wouldn't eat it. So that's the analogy that I'm going to use, and I'm going to dive straight into our final sponsor, Red Run Cannabis Company. They make all kinds of stuff, and they sell all kinds of stuff. Uh, they make everything from uh, from shatters and cartridges, THC cartridges, uh, crumbles. They grow their own flour. They sell flour. They say uh, they sell edibles. They sell drinkables. They sell topicals. They sell balms. They sell CBDs. They see uh, sell um, CBD vapes. They sell. Uh, I'm sure I said THC vapes as well. They sell all kinds of stuff. One of the products they sell that you may or may not know even existed is a sex lubricant or an intimacy lubricant, however you want to describe it. Intimacy doesn't have to mean sex. You can slather it all over yourself and cuddle with yourself. I don't know. I don't give a shit what you do with it. But they sell an intimacy lubricant courtesy of our friends over at Lady Grey. They sell that at Red Run Cannabis Company. So if you're like, I want to know what a THC sex jelly does, the fine, uh, the fine ladies over at Lady Grey have made it happen. And it's made by, and I'm assuming presumably, mostly for ladies. I guess anyone can use the sex jelly. It doesn't say specifically, I think, that it's made for women only. But, you know, whatever. Shit, you're a grown-up. It has all kinds of uses. I'm sure it works as a lubricant for other stuff. Maybe if you wanted to, maybe if there's a squeaking sound on your tire, you spray some of that on there. And, uh, you know, so it's a multi-purpose thing. It doesn't have to be uh, an intimacy lubricant it has multiple purposes for the record mother's day is coming up and the lady gray intimacy lubricant would be a great mother's day gift just give some to mom and give her a toy and say hey mom i love you i was thinking about you here's uh here's something from lady gray i thought you'd like it all right so uh by the way want to give a quick solid shout out to electric kool-aid podcast please look them up on itunes please look up them up wherever you get your podcast uh look up lauren petrie funny ass comedian uh and very very informative her newest episode is about the murder of marilyn monroe i was about halfway into it uh when i ran into steel and we decided that, that we needed to cut a podcast so very very solid shout out to the electric kool-aid podcast very solid shout out to uh, Lauren Petri and shout out to any listeners of the Electric Kool-Aid podcast uh, who were directed to us by Lauren. Uh, she's a beautiful human being and we're all lucky to have her. All right. So without uh, further ado, you, uh, uh, cue the music. Uh, how many podcasts do you do? Like, uh, It varies, really. It kind of depends on a couple of different things, one of which is like what's going on in the community, what's happening. Um uh, and access to, to stuff, to things to, uh, worth talking about. So it, it really, um, there was a time where I wasn't making podcasts on a very regular basis because I just didn't seem to have a place to do them, um, like a place that was stable 
and I wasn't taking the responsibility on myself to like do the production and handle it myself. I was putting it on on other people, on, on, on people who cared about me, which was, wasn't their job at all, like to try and appease me so that I could like have a cool hobby. Um, but I felt like when I took it into my own hands, like it, it was something that I was more willing and wanting to do on my own. Like thanks for the training wheels, teach a man to fish, that sort of thing. Um, but it comes down to like who, like who I want to talk to and what I want to talk to them about. So um, I mean, it's just a lot of things that come into it. Like like uh, Charlie Pierce was on in the middle of the fires. Like we're in the middle of a of an emergency. Like he had to. Put together like an emergency declaration for the borough, and and uh, you know we still came in, which is really really cool. But it, it's who I have access to, what I have access to talk about, and what I'm kind of interested in at the time. That's the other thing. Is like there was a lot of cool stuff that was going on. So maybe it's, I'm taking in information and not necessarily like putting out information. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So I asked uh, you to come in today. My, my guest today, by the way, is I'm, I might butcher your last name, so I'm not even going to try it. I, I'm in here with with Steel, the the walking, talking. Um, I don't know. I call you the mascot of Iron Asylum, uh, one of our sponsors, and, and and I think kind of a representation of what a place like Iron Asylum and powerlifting can do for a person. Because you're you're someone I've known for for a few years now. Um, and, and there have been some, like some changes in your life that have definitely like correlated in the time that you started, uh, powerlifting. And, and so I, I kind of want to touch on that because, you know, you've lost a lot of weight and in fact, you put on a lot of muscle and, and you look like you feel like a, a different person. I still remember my first question I ever asked Brandon. I was, uh, I was interested in starting powerlifting and, uh, I asked him, do you have beginner equipment for powerlifting? Not knowing anything. Could you get closer to the mic? It's really weird because you're a giant and you're such a such a tiny voice. Soft voice, yeah, I know. I get told that a lot. So, um, so so, what was his response to you? Well, see, the first things first is weights are weights, and I mean plates are plates, barbells are barbells. All powerlifting is basically you just need a barbell and some plates, so and the right direction to go. So. Okay, and then it was just kind of like off to the races. Yeah, basically he helped me get started. He showed me how to do the lifts, and I have never stopped since. It's been almost two years now. Um, so, what brought you into the gym? I'm not even sure, really. I just didn't like myself. I got tired of being who I was. Um, I'd always been big, overweight. Not. I always thought I was strong, but <laughs> turns out I'm not. Not in the powerlifting world, at least. Um, just yeah, got tired of who I was. Thought it was time for a change, and uh, saw some ads for the Iron Asylum there, and. Uh, Hit him up one day, like I said, asked for if he had beginner equipment for powerlifters, and it's been ever since. Just what I do. So what is it that what is it that kept you in? Because a lot of people go to the gym and they don't necessarily see the results that they wanted immediately, and so they they dip out of it. It's you know it, it becomes something that they're not so into. Uh, they lose their motivation. What kept you going? So I had, I set a goal for myself when I first started for a 500 pound bench. And I've been working towards a 500-pound bench since I started, and I'm very goal-oriented. Like, I can see the progress slowly getting there. Like, I started at, uh, I think it was like 175. Like, when I first started, it was about all I could bench, and I just hit 445 the other day. So, almost two-year progress on, on that. I mean, it's, it takes a while to get there. But So, when did you start feeling different? Probably after about a year, a year or so after. It's, I mean, it take, like I said, it takes a long time to get you know, motivated and wanted to keep going but about yeah probably about a year now what are some of the, the sort of peripheral things that, that you feel like have gotten better since uh, you, you sort of took your your health and your life under like into your own hands as they say so I mean I I used to smoke too so I quit smoking the day I joined the gym and that's helped out immensely too so um, I could breathe better I can get around better I have uh, a lot lot more confidence than I used to a lot more confidence like I don't know, if you didn't know me beforehand, you'd, you'd know the difference. Just walk with my head down, just kind of hiding everywhere. Now, I'd, I'd never wear sleeves. I was showing off or doing whatever now, but um, that's a big one there. Uh, joints, my joints are sore all the time, but they're a lot more, they move easier. 
Yeah. Well, it's also like a different kind of soreness. Like it's a soreness from like from getting up and, and picking up heavy shit and, and it, but it being supported by something. If, if you were, you know, a giant before, but if you didn't have like a muscle structure to, to help support all that bone movement, I'm sure it's got to be kind of painful. Um, so it's like a different, better pain. I guess it's like a enjoyable pain, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then what keeps you going? Like, what are the, what are the next goals? Like once you hit that 500 bench, then, then what's the next step? Uh, probably just, I don't know. Eventually, I think it'd be kind of cool to take the, the raw bench world record. I think it's like 740 now, but it's quite a ways off. But it'd be, it'd be nice to take that. Um, I've kind of gotten away from squats. I'm just more of a bench deadlift because uh, I got a messed up knee and I haven't been able to get it fixed in a while. So just kind of sticking mainly towards bench. That's, that's kind of my thing I do now, so... Now, now, do you think that, that being up here and, and training up here away from like a lot of the distractions that we would have in, in a major city, um, everything from traffic to, to air quality, um, do you think that that plays a part in, in your ability to like stay in the gym and stay motivated and stay on it? Well, in the, in the, in the wintertime, there's not a lot else I'd to do. There's nothing else to you can either you can either get on a snow machine or lift some shit up. Like I think that that's part of the reason that we, we build monsters up here. The only thing I used to do before I go to the gym, I'd play video games, which just sit on the couch and do nothing. But I'm not much of the outdoorsy type, so I basically go to the gym. That's, there's nothing else to do in the winter, so it's winter almost all year round. So yeah, I, I think that there's a that there's something to be said about the, like a place like this where where you can you know focus on on training or whatever your athletic endeavor is for seven or eight months of the year. Uh, you've got. Um, Austin Vanderson, a guy who's fighting in Bellator right now, uh, he was a wrestler out of Ninilchik, uh, and now he's you know he's fighting in Bellator. He was a state champion wrestler here, because there's not a whole lot else to do in the middle of the winter, but just do shit that makes you tough. Um, you've got guys, uh, kids really like like uh, uh, Sean Babbitt, who are going down to you know California and taking the the world championship in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, May Britton, another jujitsu monster. There's nothing else to do in the winter if you're not an outdoorsy person than train to kill people or make yourself a better, like a, a better person. It gives you a lot of time to kind of like focus on on being better at the shit that you want to be better at. Yeah, just to stay stay goal more, stay goal oriented. Like that's that's my biggest thing. Like if those guys there you're talking about, that's what they're trying to do. That's, they're going to keep doing it until they get there. I guess. And, and I think that's a part of it. You set micro goals as well. Uh, yeah, like uh, smaller goals. Like uh, for the first little while there, I was really trying to break break 400 pounds. So I started out at like 550 some pounds. I'm down to about 390 now. Breaking that 400, that was a big accomplishment for me. So like you weighed over 500 pounds? Yeah, I weighed like right around 550 when I first started about two years ago. Okay, and you're down in the 300s now? 390. Um, so. Do you do any cardio or anything like that? No, nope, not really. Like I mean, maybe 20 minutes a week, if that. But I just do straight heavy lifting all the time okay. so um so man i'm i'm, I'm very proud of you like like i'm, I'm proud to know you and have seen who you're, you're much nicer actually like i don't know if you're aware of this but you were you, you weren't as you weren't as nice and friendly as you are now which is which is funny it's because i wasn't uh like i said the, the confidence thing yeah for keeping up an angry facade like i looked angry and all i mean all the time it was to keep people away from me so i didn't have to deal with them and didn't have to deal with all that stuff so I was just more of a loner, and it was uh, I was mean-ish, angry person. Just totally yeah. left me alone. Now I don't care nearly as much. So yeah, you've got a you've got like a family, like a camaraderie thing. Yeah, there's um, there there's something definitely to be said about the camaraderie that that, that it gets built uh, around people that do hard shit together. Whether it's you know whether it's martial arts, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's the the military. There's just something about doing hard shit with a group of other people that are doing hard shit that just kind of like bonds you together. Um, I, I think that if you're not if you're not trying something hard uh, in your life, then then you're really not trying. Like there's got to be something in ever. And I think this is maybe maybe universal. Maybe it's just me. Um, but I, I there's something in me that if I do if I feel like I didn't do something to better myself that day, like I just feel like I fucking wasted my day. Like whether it was whether it's I, I didn't go to the gym with a goal or, or whatever goal I had set for that day, um, if I didn't attain it or I didn't try and at least try and fail at it, then I feel like I wasted my day. Um, 
and I don't know like if, if that's something that, that, that keeps you in there, but like for me, yeah, I, I try and be as goal oriented as possible with the things that I want to do. But sometimes it's like writing out the roadmap can be a, a great big pain in the ass. Do you ever like write down your goals or do you just kind of say them to yourself? I just kind of know them for like, but like your micro goal things. If you don't have like a, if I didn't have a program of what I was doing when I was, before I went into the gym, if I didn't know exactly what I was doing, I probably wouldn't do what it is that I'm doing because you get distracted or you just don't know what to do. But I have everything laid out for me before I go into the gym. And then that's go through everything on that list, cross out the list of things to do, and then that's it. So, now, do you have a coach or a trainer that helps you with those goals? Yeah, I have a guy that does my bench programming. Um, my, my deadlifts, I just kind of found an online whatever to do for that. But buddy might help me find that. But yeah, I have a, a guy up in Anchorage that does my programming for me. Okay. So. Um, how has that worked uh, with you with like doing the remote training program? Because I've met. Uh, a bunch of trainers that have folks that they're training all over the world. Um, how has that worked out for you? Right, it works out pretty good. So, I mean, he's an anchor, so if I go drive up there, if I ever actually need to see him or hang out or talk with him or not that, and then he answers me all the time. Anytime I have questions for it, and it just uh, it works out pretty good. He sends it to me like the day of, like this is what you're gonna do today. Make sure you get through all this. If there's anything hurting or anything tweaked, he tweaks the, the program a little bit. Um, my shoulder's been hurting me a little bit, so he's been dulling down on some other things and pulling up on some other stuff, working the chest more than I am the triceps kind of thing. So, How much time do you spend stretching? Uh, I don't stretch all that much. A little bit before, a little bit after. Um, not not too much, though. Okay. So, so aside from your 7,000-pound your raw bench, what other goals do you have? Um, I'd like to pull, pull an 800-pound deadlift eventually. That'll be quite a ways down the road, but that'd be that'd be pretty cool to do. Okay. So, um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't gotten that far ahead. The, the 500 pound goal, I wasn't even sure if I'd ever hit that, but it's seeming to approach closer. So I got to find something else to keep me motivated now. So, okay. So, so here's, here's one that I kind of throw at it, it guess lately. lately. Um, is what was your favorite movie to watch as a kid? The professional Leon, the professional. You were watching that as a kid. Okay, no, 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 no. It's just a, if you have not seen The Professional, um, man, it's it's definitely a film worth. There's a lot of there are a lot of subplots going on in in that film. Um, young Natalie Portman and uh, and an assassin. What else could you ask for? Um, you know, but besides an assassin and a 13 year old girl and the and an assassin. What? A, it's a, it's a family movie. You know what? And and let's then let's be real here. They they stole that uh, in uh, in Castaway with uh, they just substituted it with volleyball. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movie. Uh, the Blind Side. Why? Um, I just related with the main character a lot. I don't know. He was a big guy. He oh, so not guy. Sandra Bullock. No. Okay. No, I don't know. The, the one I don't know his name. I watched the movie a long time. But the guy that ended up playing for the Ravens. That's the one. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with the great Ray Lewis. Yeah. Ray Lewis, who I believe was one of the first athletes to win a Super Bowl ring, or, or after the Super Bowl, they asked him not to mention that he was going to Disneyland afterwards. Because um, it was shortly after, I believe he was acquitted for murdering somebody. Okay. Yeah. Ray Lewis, God bless Ray Lewis. He's got a long, interesting history. Um, but but the greatest mo- one of the greatest motivational speakers of all time, without question. Um, all right. Well, shit, man. Um, what else is going on? That's basically what I do. Is I, I lift and I work. That's about it. I mean. Okay. So, so how do you avoid injury? injury? Um, I don't. I mean, they happen. There's nothing you can do about them sometimes. But just uh, get nice and warmed up before you actually lift. Okay. How much time do you spend warming up? Half hour at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, do you do normally do then for your warm-ups? Uh, just start with lower weight, like just start with the bar, warm the shoulders up, some hammer curls, uh, shoulders. X amount of stuff before you dive in X amount of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are you listening to when you're in the gym or, or are you listening to anything? Uh, preferably metal, um, anything heavy, hard, it's good. Um, afterwards I was listening to something nice and calm and soothing, just kind of relaxing type music. So, so give me a band you listen to when you're lifting heavy. Uh, Suicide Silence is good. This, uh, Distance to Find is good. Shout um, out to Distance, Distance to Find. Yeah, I love that band. They're so good. Uh, they're, 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 they're the 
bestest. They're, they're, they're awesome. God, God bless this and Stefan yeah. and, and every other uh, heavy metal band from the area. Yeah. I don't know of any other ones off from that area. There. Ah, yeah, okay, there we go. They're also yeah. from the area. 36 Crazy Fist, also from the area. Gotcha. Yeah. We got a, we've actually got a pretty good uh, bloodline of heavy metal from the area. So, a buddy of mine back when I was young, he had a metal band too, back in like middle school. Yeah, what uh, What was it called? Fallen Hero, I think? Okay. Long time ago. The Mabry, Mabry Brothers when they were young. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was good friends with Matt Mabry when I was a kid. Um, Matt and, uh, and his, have you heard, and Ray, yeah, have you heard Time? Um, so the Young Mabes was their, uh, their band with their dad. So Ray and Matt had a band with their dad called the Young Mabes, and they had some other dude, I think, playing bass or something, but yeah, they've got a single called Time, I played it a couple times on, on, on my mixtapes, but yeah, they, uh, they recorded music as, as brothers with their dad, like, that's just a cool thing to to do yeah like if anything anything uh i think any time that you can do whatever your chosen art form is and you can do it with you know like your parents like your father or your mom i think that that's got to be a really cool experience um it's sort of like uh like siblings who sing together i don't know if you've heard the term like blood harmonies but uh singers who are uh who are related uh, have something about them where they're able to kind of bleed melodies together, sort of flow them together, like it's running water. Okay, um, you can look up bands like the Secret Sisters, and, and there's really just a ton of bands where there are examples of uh, brothers, sisters, and you know who are just kind of singing together, and it flows well. So you have guys, uh, guys and gals like that, and I think that you have it with with instrumentation as well. If you have uh, two brothers and their dad picking strings on stage together, they're going to be able to flow and hear things a way that none of us are ever going to to hear them because they've been practicing with these people all of their lives. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, so like, um, and, and you see it in sports as well with, with, with uh, Peyton and, and Eli Manning, Manning with, with their father, father um, or, or even, uh, like, like the, 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 the Ball Brothers. brothers. Uh, Shout out, out to Big Baller Brand. Brand. Um, not, not familiar, familiar with them? No, I'm not no. familiar at all. Okay, so um, look up the, the Ball family on uh, when, Google them when you're free. They're a really interesting family, but they're all like top-notch athletes. Um, one brother is playing uh, pro ball for the Lakers. I think two of the other ones are playing overseas. Um, but there's something about uh, people that practice together um, constantly. Uh, performing at a, at a very high level, like say guys like um, like John Jones in the UFC, he's got two friggin' monsters for brothers. So I believe also one of them played for the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. Might have played for the Patriots. Not 100% sure. I don't fucking watch football. All right, um, but yeah, if you've got two monster brothers, there's a really good chance that um, you. If you had that and you are competitive and that kind of competitiveness is, is built into you, then you will compete at a higher level just because that's part of who you are. Right, and that's that it comes back to the, the gym. I mean, if you got some buddies in there that are all right around the same where you are, you're always competing against each other, you know. Not like seriously competing, but just camaraderie kind of like yeah. trying to outdo each other kind of thing in the gym too. So Yeah, yeah there's, there's that, that, that sort of motivational, motivational I, I, I want to do better than you. And it's not in a way that I want to make you do bad, but it's that everyone is getting better. Uh, for, for the, the sake, sake of getting, getting better, steel absolutely sharp, uh, sharpened steel. Mm -hmm. ah. So, where, where did the name come from? Uh, that's my middle name, actually. Um, my dad wanted to name me Remington Steel, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my mom wasn't having it, so they they agreed on just Steel for the middle name, and I've always gone by it since. So just, I would. Yeah, I would. Name. So, so our, our mutual, mutual friend, friend Circuit was named after the brothers Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, I knew that actually. I've known known Circuit for a long time. Which, which, by the way, I feel bad that I wasn't able to introduce him to the Nelson brothers when they were in town for scrap metal. I thought that it would have been great to introduce him and say, you know, he's he is named after both of you because we weren't sure. No one knew for sure who was responsible. Anyway, we're out. Uh, this is your boy, and just walk away and just let them get to know each other. That'd be interesting. Like, you show up in the middle of Seoul, Dotna, Alaska, only to find out you have a 25, 26, 27-year-old son, only to find out they were fucking with you the whole time. Why not? This, this is America, and, and if you can't make that happen, then, then what's the point? And apparently I couldn't make it happen, so what's Try the point? Sure yeah, why not? Yeah. 
Yeah, that happens three times a month, easy. Yeah, I mean, if if Carl Malone can come up here once a year, then maybe we can get the Nelson brothers. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Carl Malone and all the cool people that come up here uh, as tourists, not the assholes. By the way, not the asshole tourists. The other ones, the nice, respectful ones that tip heavy and uh, don't uh, don't cause any unnecessary traffic. We like those tours. Those of you that don't leave the corpses of fish uh, on the side of uh, the Kenai Riverbanks, bless your heart. Bless your heart. The motorhomes that stay in the right lane instead of getting in the left lane. That's that's big. Stay in the right lane. It's the slow lane for a reason. Just stay over there. We we want you here. We just don't want you to be an asshole while you're here. Be here. Be be friendly. Be kind. Go up to Captain Cook. Check out uh, Bishop's Creek. Go fishing, check out the rivers, check out the waters. But yeah, stay in your traffic lane, especially if you're in a motorhome. And by the way, anytime you see one of those pull-offs, uh, if, you're, if you're a traveler, a tourist up here, and you're thinking about going to Homer, and you're driving a, a, a fucking RV, pull off to the side. Every, they're every 15 miles. You know, the, the slow traffic turnoff. Just turn off. Just let them buy. Let them buy. Let them buy. They'll appreciate you. They'll thank you. And I promise you, promise you when you get to homer it'll still be there fat olives will still be there you'll still be able to trespass on zach brown's property and invade his private have you caught up with the zach brown situation like i've heard of it but i don't know exactly what's going on up there so here's a little bit of of the rundown and this is what i can gather from it um so zach brown moved to homer and bought a hundred acres of land on the side of a mountain which I don't know about you, but that says to me, I like my privacy. Because if I could afford 100 acres on the side of a mountain in Homer, Alaska, I would do it and no one would bother me. Because I wouldn't want anyone to bother me. However, apparently, and this is speculation, Zach, uh, Zach Brown's neighbor uh, was a little upset because Zach Brown didn't purchase his property. And again, I could be wrong on this. And if I'm wrong and you're listening to this, anyone, please correct me. But Zach Brown was going on a land purchase spree. One of the properties that he did not purchase from was this neighbor who told him that he was going to make his life very hard. And so that is currently what he's doing. There was an old path, an old walking path uh, for people to to take up the hill, for people that lived on the other side of the mountain to, to get to where they needed to go, right? And they these old paths were kind of grandfathered in uh, when they built the new roads that these were kind of public access walkways. One of them goes through Zach Brown's property um, in a very kind of like hard to get through way. Like there's apparently there's like a 53% gradient. It's very steep. And apparently... Um, Zach Brown's neighbor and one of the assembly members, a guy by the name of Willie Dunn, um, have decided that they really want to keep this pathway that isn't used, by the way, that is pretty much overgrown um, uh, as public access for no other reason than to inconvenience Zach Brown. That's it. Now, this dude who... I will go out and I will say this. The last two Zach Brown records sucked. They were not very good. They sounded like really well-produced Taylor Swift records, um, which isn't a good thing because it's still a Taylor Swift record. Like a, a, a bad Zach Brown album is still better than a good Taylor Swift record, but I don't, I'm not going to get conned into buying a fucking good Taylor Swift record either. Um, so, yeah, that Mr. Jekyll record, not a fan. That new record that he put out, not a fan. It's maybe one good single out of four that he dropped at once. Not a good record. That being said, he made chicken fried, and I still tear up when they go into that. I, I tear up. And it has a place in my heart. Toes, place in my heart. All right? He's got some music that owns a nostalgic place in my soul, and I will fight for his right to privacy because of that, as long as I don't ever have to hear him play. The, the dude played in fucking Balad. Balad Air Base, Iraq. Okay? Can't take that away from him. Bless his big fucking heart, all right? And these assholes down in, uh, uh, at the assembly, this one asshole at the assembly and his asshole neighbor, forced this man to take off his stupid hat in the building to talk to the assembly about why his rights were... Which, by the way, is common sense that, like, no one is using this path. 
you are making it an issue for the sake of making it an issue just to be an asshole. No, and this is your neighbor. You still got to get milk at the same place. All right? I mean, legitimately, if I were Zach Brown, I'd be considering selling my parcels of land because now this guy has to go to the state and appeal it at the state. I mean, it's not even like Homer's all that big either, so it's not like you're not going to run into each other if you're there. So, I mean... They live on the same fucking street. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't, I don't get that. It's, a, it's the same thing with... Uh, are you familiar with the, what's going on with the annexation of uh, part of Kay Beach? Okay, so the city of Soldotna is trying to annex portions of other towns and make them part of their city without providing any of the benefits. Um, I went to a meeting yesterday. It was one of the public forums on annexation where the city of Soldotna's uh, city council was there. Some of their city council was there. Some of them was not represented. Um, crazy. Um, but they were taking public testimony and people are very upset because what the city of Soldatna is going to end up doing is forcing these businesses um, to uh, tax people additionally, tax their customers additionally. And a lot of these businesses moved to the areas that they're in because they didn't want to be a part of the city because they didn't want their customers to have to pay these additional unnecessary taxes for services that aren't being provided. Um, so the city of Soldatna wants to... Um, to take entire portions of land, but only the businesses, because they want the money to to not do anything. Like they, they want to take money and not provide services. Like a lot of these places are on wells. They're not going to be receiving city water, and they don't want to receive city water. They don't want to be a part of the city. That's why they didn't move to the city. If they wanted to live in the city and, and have their streets plowed by the city and have their trash taken out by the city and all this other shit, um, they would do that. But they live where they live because they don't want to deal uh, with the extra bureaucracy, the extra layer of government that comes with living inside the city of Soldatna. The other thing uh, is they want to do it seems like they want to do it without a vote of the people that are going to be affected uh, by this this ruling, by this decision. Um, so they, they're overreaching a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of bounds uh, and just kind of taking from people, taking from land. And some of these businesses are going to move. And I think that if, it's one of those things that if you follow the money, uh, you'll be even more disappointed in your neighbors. But they're going to steal land. They're going to steal property. It's a hostile takeover. The people that are in that area do not want it. There was one guy in all of that uh, meeting space that was in support of uh, being annexed. But to be honest, he's probably not going to be receiving quality services either. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a great big shit show, and it, and it reminds us that... Um, Elected officials don't necessarily represent anyone, but um, they represent their own interests. And, and it's kind of a shame that, that that's where we live, where we live in a place where the city council wants to take over an area of land uh, and not do any good for it. It really is just, it, it's colonization. Someone called it colonization yesterday. They are taking over the land that, uh, from people that are already there and don't want them there, and they are making it their own. We don't do that anymore. We, we don't do it in America. Um, and the reason we don't do it in America is because we're, we do our best to not be assholes. Unless you are an elected official, I guess that means you get to become an asshole. But the, but the borough mayor has said that this is a bad idea. So why are they going through with it? Then? Like, what are they trying to, like, why? Um, for the same reasons that Rick James slammed his boots on Eddie Murphy's couch. Because fuck you. That's fair. Okay. That's that makes sense. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because, because we can't. Can. Yeah. What are you, 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 you going to do, do about it? I mean, do you, if you can't do anything about it, I mean, you can't. So. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't even get it. And, and no one is really making a case for why it should happen. Now, apparently uh, one of our local elected representatives at a state level uh, went on record to say that it's to attract box stores. Like they want to attract box stores. By the way, you're going to close down, force mom and pop shops to close down because you want to appeal to a box store. Which is ridiculous because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I live here because it's small and quiet and I don't want all the giant city life type deal here. I, I don't either. I, I live here because when I go to the meat market, I know the butcher. I know where they're getting, I, I, you know, I know they're, they're getting quality meats in. If I go to 
I'm going to Maggie's General Store for kombucha because I don't necessarily want to go to a box store for kombucha. Um, because I can get the stuff that I want from the mom and pop store without having to go to Amazon. Uh, and if you bring in more box stores and you take away that connection that people feel to a community, then they're going to leave. Um, people left those big cities because they didn't want the box stores because they didn't, they didn't necessarily see the, the benefit in having that much fucking choice. Uh, how many aisles of mayonnaise do we actually need on the Kenai, in the Kenai Peninsula borough cumulative? Do we need another two aisles of mayonnaise, uh, from a target, um, We've, we've got like two aisles of mayonnaise at Safeway, at Walmart. How much fucking mayonnaise do we actually need? I mean, technically you don't even need it anyway, but no, I mean, all... yeah, it's not good for you anyway, but whatever. But it's, it's, it's a spoiling choice for the sake of spoiling for choice. It's, it's gluttony for the sake of gluttony. Um, and it's selling us shit we don't need for the sake of selling us more shit that we don't need. Um, and a lot of these places are having problems hiring and keeping people anyway so you're just going to bring in more short-term jobs that people are going to have for three months and then quit because they don't fucking really want to work for target um whereas you're closing down mom and pop shops who have been investing in our communities for 20 30 40 years yeah um you know, and then the other thing is is service because when you go to these mom and pop shops, generally speaking, they're invested in their product. Um, this is how they keep their kid in in dance, or they keep their kid in baseball, or or they keep themselves in their own hobbies. Um, it, it fucking exactly. Or they realize they just don't want to fucking work for Walmart or for a box store. Um, you know, I love that I can go into uh, any of the the music shops and. And, you know, if I needed strings for a guitar, I, I have places that I can go to do that. Um, all that annexing uh, is going to do is uh, force people that don't want to be a part of your team anyway to be a part of your team. Uh, and when people are forced to be a part of a team they don't want to be a part of, they typically quit the fucking team. Uh, and there are businesses that spoke yesterday about um, how they would close down because um, they, like, all of the additional, like, 3% tax is all shit that's going to be trickled down because there's going to be, um, there, there'd be an additional 3% sales tax, but that tax is going to be applied to their bills, to all of that. Like that cost is shit that's going to cost them more and more. And that's going to be, uh, something that as the consumer, you are forced to pay more for because now they have to pay for these services that they aren't fucking getting anyway. Like, because now, um, Alaska ammo or, um, Lucky Raven Tobacco or High Bush Buzz or any of these places that would be annexed um, now have to charge this additional tax um, and it does get passed on to the consumer. Um, so Tish over at Lucky Raven, I've spoken to her in the past when they were trying to, to throw on additional tobacco taxes, which, you know, grown-ups are going to make grown-up decisions. I don't give a fuck what you do. Um, but there are folks that were coming down from Anchorage and, and doing like tobacco tourism. They were buying cartons at a time because it was less expensive to come down here. They could come down, get a good meal, uh, buy a whole bunch of cigarettes and turn around and head back to Anchorage. Um, and it was a whole, it was a whole cottage industry of, of tourism. Um, and people do that in a very, very real way. They go to where it's less expensive to buy in bulk. Um, why do people, why do restaurant, uh, small restaurant owners here drive all the way to Anchorage to go to Costco? Well, it's because the, the bulk cost is so much lower. I've, I've met um, guys who own small, uh, small restaurants here that go up to Anchorage once a week to go to Costco because uh, the markup um, down here is, I mean, it's a legitimate markup. If you're buying 20 products, it can come to $100 just in the fucking markup. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that. I know that they have all kinds of like crazy taxes to, to different items, but I'm not sure what their sales tax is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, we're, we're in a place and we're in a time right now where uh, it's becoming more and more evident, I think, that um, we as people are, are losing our voice. And the, the voices of 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 power and, and influence seem to get amplified. And, and that happens 
on a national stage and it happens on on a local stage if you look at um, like the way that the, the DNC, um, the, the Democratic National Committee, is treating um, a woman like Tulsi Gabbard, um, who uh, was polling pretty well uh, in what uh, like above whatever their threshold is to be a part of their little stupid fucking uh, talk about climate change on CNN Club, um, but they have legitimate like like non-threatening. Um, Democratic presidential contenders like was it Amy Noblau, some some lady who uh, apparently is mean to people, right? Meanwhile, you have Tulsi Gabbard, who is an anti-war candidate, who is also a guard. Uh, I believe she's in the she's still in the National Guard. She's deployed multiple times. Uh, she's been to Iraq, and she's being uh, discluded. Um, from uh, debates intentionally. So if you're listening to this and wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, look up Tulsi Gabbard and look up the fuckery that is involved with the Democratic National Committee um, involving her placement uh, in their stupid club. All right, and then they get people to sign on to agree to to like their their stupid club terms and service. The same way the DNC uh, uh, fucked over Bernie Sanders in favor of Hillary Clinton, probably because she had a whole bunch of blackmail information on guys like John Podesta. Um, who, you know, who may or may not have been hanging out with guys like Jeffrey Epstein um, and her husband, um, you know, they, they blackmailed them, and, and, and you know, that's how they operated. And they're doing the same sort of bullshit again, um, except they're doing it with Tulsi Gabbard. And you have uh, Tom Perez, who is the head of the Democratic National Committee, saying, no, no, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is going to support um, our candidate because she already said she would. She signed the paper saying that she was going to support us. So that's how you ended up with guys like Bernie Sanders, knowing that they've been screwed over by Hillary Clinton and, and the satanic death machine um, coming around and saying, no, vote for Hillary. You got screwed over by this machine and now you want us to vote for that machine? Thanks a lot, Bernie. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, but that happens whether it's whether it's the, um, the residents of Ridgeway or, or K Beach uh, having their land jacked by uh, people that they didn't vote for, that they couldn't have voted for um, in something that they have no say in, or it's uh, pushing out Tulsi Gabbard or, or rolling back of, uh, of any kinds of rules and regulations that provide health or safety. Um, I don't know. Fuck it. It's Sunday. It is Sunday, isn't it? It is. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Uh, I'm going to go to the gym eventually. You should. You should do that. Yeah, nothing else to do. Coming into winter. Yeah, winter time. It's getting colder. Yeah. So is that the goal then to make to hit the 500 before uh, for January? Uh, but maybe not January, but maybe I'd like to hit it for our next meet, which would be sometime beginning of next year. Okay. So so through the winter, you're just gonna you're just gonna get you know big 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 muscle strength guy. Yeah. I guess so. I'm just gonna keep All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you coming in. Um, and, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. We're going to give a shout out to Brandon and Circuit. Brandon Miller and Circuit. Thank you for everything you do, you beautiful bastards. And Matt Brown. And Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Who's a ginger, by the way? I think so. I don't know. Is it Brown? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. He's way taller than me, so I can't see up there. All right. Again, thanks for your time, man. Have a great day. And uh, if you're at home listening, go do something beautiful with yourself. Or don't. Fuck it. You're a grown-up. Or you're, you're not. But you should. You should do something with your day. All right. As per 3AAC 306, 
1.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License Number 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611.